think about how you feel about money, your beliefs around that. Who told you that? Your beliefs yeah. around yourself. Who said that? Yeah. Um, your beliefs about other people and what their intentions are to other people. Yeah. Who told you that? Because when you are born, you don't have beliefs. Right. <laughs> you don't. You are, you know, you want to eat, sleep, and pee. Like, that's what, like, that's what your whole intentions are, <laughs> you know? And then they are passed along and, like, they're- They are learned from somewhere. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the interview recap where my co-host and my friend and I are going to talk about the emotionally available combo I had with Jeremy and Zach in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that one, pause this now, go back and listen to that one or listen to this one and then listen to that one. I mean, honestly, I, I think you could do either order on all of our episodes. Um, I, I also know from the downloads that some of you just do the recap. So I'm, I feel like everyone's on the, we got a lot of people who enjoy the short version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh it was a good recap. Um, uh, those guys seem pretty cool. Um, I'm a big star Wars fan myself, so, uh, maybe we'll be hanging out and doing star Wars talking someday. <laughs> I, I, I feel like whenever I interview any men, they bring up star Wars. I think there's very few interviews with men that have not brought up star Wars. Um, so Many men maybe wish like, death upon me. like maybe Michael's is the only one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, I, I th thought they were really amazing and it was a really unique conversation to have. And there's some very awesome, be it action items that we get to talk about. But, um, I just want to say, um, it's so nice to be back from Dallas on this like really short opportunity <laughs> to be in our house together. It's been a crazy like we were we were talking about this in Arizona or maybe it was in Cambodia about how since end of August, we really haven't been home for a full two weeks ever. Yeah, and clearly if, stated from the fact that you can't remember where we were when we were talking about this. No. And then also <laughs> when we were home, there were people here at the home. So like right now we have like seven, six days together in our home for the first time. In since a long time august i don't think we've had six days in what? our home really? together without anyone in our home no five is the longest wow yeah that was between photo shoots and we had to go <laughs> anyways so i just got back from an amazing time in dallas with erica quest she is just i mean she's a fucking amazing person one of my best friends and we have now made this an annual trip to teach in dallas and we're actually going right back there brad and yeah. i exactly to where i just I was, was for our left tour out, yeah so, well you know, you know, i thought i'd crash the party and actually just take over and do my own our pilates lovers there were missing brad <laughs> and specifically also a workout so we are going on tour and our first stop is in frisco in frisco if there are any spots left in any of our classes at our tour you can find them at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash tour yeah we'll be in doing two in frisco and then houston the next day houston and then we head to nashville hi lauren Zoller. and we've got a bunch of fa favorite people in nashville and then we are going to atlanta to joel's studio mm -hmm. it's just it's actually outside of atlanta it's called duluth 
Um, don't complain about the drive. If you live in Atlanta, you can do this. <laughs> and uh, then we go to Greensboro, which North is Carolina. like, hey, first time doing yeah, that. Yeah, first. And then we're going to do a little Christmas time. Then it's Cleveland. Then it's St. Louis. And then we are home in time for New Year's for our friends. We will wedding. be stopping through Denver for lunch. So yeah, Denver. On peeps. the way home at post X Mass, we'll be fooding it. In we'll be Denver. fooding it in Denver <laughs> for lunch. Yeah. We're gonna pick a spot where maybe the spot we went to last year where people could just yeah, buy was, food anywhere. So was that was perfect, pretty great. Actually. So yeah. we'll figure out whatever the place that was. But if you are in Denver and you want to be on that invite list, um, we'll just watch out for emails and stuff. <laughs> If you want to go on the tour, go to onlineclasses.com slash tour. Also, a couple things if you're like hanging out with us. Uh, we have actually announced our uh, pre-sale for the Cambodia retreat next year. Remember, we're only doing one and we let our waitlisters know first. So if you were not on the waitlist um, and you really want to go, well, I hope there's a spot for you. I'm sure there will be. And if not, just DM me and I will help you get that information so you do not miss out on the opportunity to go to Cambodia with us because we're only going one time next year. Yep. So there's that. And then finally, um, so excited about this. You probably haven't heard me talk about it for a while. And that's because honestly, it keeps selling out. <laughs> so I haven't even like brought it up. But um, if you have been following this pod for a while, you know that I have a mentorship program for Polaris teachers. It's called Elevate. And we decided to do our first round here in 2022. It sold out with an amazing, amazing crew. So we did a second round, which sold out. And then the third round, we're actually going to kick off in May. And that of 2023, which I know you're like, Wesley, it's only December. Yes. But, you know, mentorships are a big commitment. And we like to give people a lot of time to plan for them. And it does start in May. And there's only a couple spots. So if you are a Polite teacher who's wanted to dive into the classical method more, understand how I was taught, um, become like a more of a master teacher third generation instructor, things like that. If you're wanting to like teach more, but not be burnt out, this is the program for you. Yeah. Or even explore classical. You yeah. Know, if you're coming from uh, a non-classical uh, foundational training, mm -hmm. you know, this is a great opportunity to get into all of that too. Yeah. So you don't have to be classical to do this. You don't have to be contemporary to do this. You can be either, or you just have to have been a teacher already. And um, at the time we're recording this, there are three spots available. Um, but if they, uh, are full by the time you hear this, uh, we'll be, we'll, we'll add you to the wait list for round four. the next round for yeah. round four. So, yeah. yeah. So you'll go to lesslielogan.co slash elevate. Um, and I, it's one of my passion. I freaking love this group of people. It's just so fun for us. So anyways. And you get to join the rad alumni group. I know. Once you graduate, there is an alumni group. It's a great group and of ladies. Then there's like, you know, we're we're secretly behind the scenes planning like a retreat just for elevators. And so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't anyways. Tell. Well, it's not a secret that I told you, but you don't know where it is or what's going to happen. So that's a secret. Anyways. Anyways, do we have an audience question to respond to before we start talking about fitness? We do. So we were asked with all the things that you have going on in your life and your business and your you know, friends and family, how do you make decisions about the upcoming year and how do you plan for the next year? Yeah, well, that's like this is a great question. You can also ask a very him. broad question. It's but... super broad. Well, we'll we'll just we're all gonna narrow it into the "Be It Till You See It" podcast as the filter. Sure. So, first of all, very important that you ask yourself this because if you don't plan for yourself, 
you are you will be planned don't worry like yeah. it's not like it happens whether you plan or not yeah it's <laughs> the same thing like when our when hillary says if you don't brand yourself other people will brand you like if you don't make goals yeah someone right. else is going to goal make goals for you like right. so it's important that you take time to set aside like what you want in your next year and if you're like i don't know what that is cuz some people like to do that um how do you want to feel then like what does that look like so make sure you're setting aside time i like to journal draw go for a walk think about things I like to percolate on it a lot she was on um episode 57 yeah and so I'll let Brad answer how he like the plan is upcoming year. But first and foremost, I definitely throughout the current year do retrospections that Kareen Walsh has taught us. Um, she was episode Brad, I'll tell you in a second. And she has a free resource that you can learn how to do this retrospection. But I do it throughout the year because I like to know how, as, as the year is going, like what I don't want in next year. So that when the new year comes, I'm not like, ah, I'm doing that thing I don't want to do anymore. And often when you, when you know what you don't want, it'll let you know what you do want. And then I, well before, we actually probably plan the next year, beginning of Q4, because we yeah, have usually. to. And some things that we do happen the same time-ish every year. So those things happen on the, like they're already planned. But then the next thing I like to think about, and it's hard, this is the hard part, this is why this podcast exists, is... Who do you have to be to have the thing you want to have next year? And how can you start acting like it now so it actually happens? Hello, be it till you well, see it. Well, let, let me jump in because yeah. uh, that, that, that's a perfect segue. Um, I'm in the middle of a book right now called The As If Principle uh, by a guy named Andrew Weiss, or sorry, Richard Weissman. If you guys know him, can you help me out? Because y'all, I have been trying to find this man's information. Information. And I want him on the podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, Richard Weissman. And uh, a, a general summary uh, of the concept is to make decisions as if you already are where you want to be. Right. So if you want to be, here's a great example. Let's say you uh, want to run a studio that has a team of 10 instructors. Today, you don't have that, but you know that that's where you're going. So if you were going to set up a studio, how would you set up the studio? You would set it up as if you already had 10 instructors. Yeah. Right? So like, would you have a, a space for lockers? Would you have a, you know, like a spot for uh, shoes? And like, you know, what, what are the expectations? How are they checking in? How are they clocking in as an employee? All these kinds of things. You make these decisions as if they're already in place. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't it, mean you spend the money on the clocking and machine or the lockers yet. But yeah, like, not necessarily. You, hold the, you, you make sure that you have you hold the space and you consider that as you're looking for spaces. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs will talk about this. Act as if you are already the seven-figure business you want to be. You know, if you are looking to start a family, um, act as if you already have kids. How would you make a decision? Um, I think Leslie has talked about this before in your personal life when you were looking to meet someone and start a relationship, you were acting as if you already had a relationship yep. happening, which was making coffee for two. Making coffee for two people, also making sure that I had evenings or time blocked off that I could not work in case I would go on a date or spend time with that person. And sure. I literally went to New York my first Christmas being single so that I wouldn't go to my parents house for christmas because i was like no i'm going to meet a man 
whose family celebrates Christmas and will celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. Right. And so I'm not going to go home for Christmas, which really pissed him off. Sorry, guys. Um, but I went to New York instead. And then guess what? We spend Christmas with your family. Yeah. So it worked out. So, you know, uh, this concept of acting as if I, I think it's really cool. I, I think it's um, it's a. Uh, I think the hardest part is remembering to do it, to be honest, because it makes sense to me. It's very logical. I'm well, like, I like it. It's because it's easier to do the thing you already been doing and be the person you already are. And because that's you know that. So I think like, first of all, if you start acting as if and then you revert back to who you once were. It's a, like, it's okay because you don't have to be perfect. But also, if you notice that you did that, then you can make a change. Okay, what would I do next time? How can I, like, sure. if you set an appointment based on the person you currently are, not the person you want to be, can you cancel the appointment? Can you reschedule the appointment? Can you block your calendar out so that the appointment doesn't exist anymore? You know, um, it's... It's consummate be until you see it. I think it's like a perfect uh, parallel here. And I mean, it's obviously why we'd love to get... Yeah, that's why you want it. Richard on the pot. So who knows him? But, um, but yeah, I, I love this question. I hope that that helps. I feel like it could be a little esoteric, but it's like, think of if sometimes it is easier to think about what you don't want to have happen in your life next year to figure out what you want to have happen in your life. And sometimes it's easier to figure out how you want to feel in your life next year at the end of it. And then what would be the things that have to happen to make you feel that way? And then finally, who do you have to be to make those things happen? How do you act like that person today? It is a consummate be until you see it. It's also like how would Oprah do this? Like sometimes I have like that's what I have to think how sometimes. What? Oprah do this. Oh, like Oprah, what would Oprah. Yeah, like we have a big goal that we want to hit in our business and I had to make changes in my life, in my routine, and in how I work to make us get closer to that this year. If I want to do it next year, next year I like up the goal a little bit because like, you know, you have to. And um because <laughs> because you need we want I want more. And so it's like, okay, well, then who do I have to be to that? And sometimes I think Oprah or I, I picture other female business owners who have done things that I want to do. Maybe it's not exactly the same, but like it's the, it, in the most general term, it's the same thing. And then I'm like, okay, well, how would, how would they do it? Because they're already there. And I could probably look back at examples of what they did and then interpret it for myself. So anyways. I love these questions. Y'all can send them in to the beat pod on Instagram, or you can send it into my team. You can send it anywhere and just say, this is for the beat pod. You can also send in your bold moments. It's where you take a beat action item. Yeah. Tell us your bold moments. Tell us what's been going on for you. Um, we love to shout that out. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Okay, now let's talk about Jeremy and Zach from The Fit Mess introduced through their wives because I, uh, they said their wives both had daughters uh, at the same time. So 
I'm guessing they met at like, you know, something to do with the kids. I know. This made me, this totally made me think of like you and Eddie and all of Eddie's <laughs> friends because it's basically because of Chanda, Ashley, myself, and a couple other wives that you all got together and then expanded and made your own friends. Well, Jeremy and Zach formed a quick friendship because of their love of Star Wars. Uh, they began to move uh, to have more intentional conversations um, about their challenges and their struggles, uh, mental, physical, and emotional. Uh, which led them to the creation of their podcast, The Fit Mess. Uh, Zach and Jeremy are on a mission to share their stories and struggles to empower men to discuss their feelings and emotions and to motivate them to take small steps each week towards a more fulfilling life. And then they also said that a large part of their audience is actually the girlfriends and wives of the men that they're speaking to. <laughs> but... uh I thought it was really um, fun to to connect with them, to to listen to them talk about their experience. You know, I most like not my football players, but many of the men that I taught in Pilates, I taught them because of their wives. Mm. <laughs> so like I would teach their wives and there was like husband should be doing this. And I'm like, OK, send them in. And um, and they would. And so it's why I had for a long time, I had more male clients than female clients. But <laughs> because when you add like the the football players. And then the husbands, I was like, well, um, that's <laughs> not at all the intention that I had. But you know what? Um, there are great people that introduce great people. And I think that's what's really cool. So I really, they were talking about, you don't have to go through your thoughts alone. Other people in the same place. So this happened when they realized that they were all like sort of talking around how they were feeling and not really engaging. But when they finally just did and were just like honest about it, they were like, oh, wow, this person feels the same way too. And you know, I know that they were talking about how like a lot of men go through this, but if you listen back to the episode, the recent episode I with Jessica Volant, where we brought her back, she's like, women are on the school line and they're not talking about how they're really feeling either. They're not talking about what they're really going through either. And so I love that they have a podcast that they're basically sharing this idea so that other men know you don't have to go through this alone and that you can share your real feelings. But I think in general, what it sounds like is most people are not sharing their authentic feelings with other people in their lives yeah. until it's like this big thing. And like, what if we actually did it throughout the day, throughout the week with the people that we see often? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think that's a good observation. I think that's funny that um, I didn't actually th I, I listened to it twice and I didn't actually think about that. But you're right. If the conversation is about sharing their feelings, genuinely sharing. Um, you're right. The implication is that people don't do that, especially men. Uh, so I, I, I also thought they kind of had a laugh about it. They were like, you know, well, yeah, the first time we went out to lunch, it was like, I guess we'll talk about cars and sports and stuff that generally I'm not into, uh, you know, and I was laughing cause I was like, oh yeah, okay. I mean, I'm into motorcycles, but I don't really nerd out that much. I couldn't like tell you about some 1965 motorcycle or something. I don't know. You know, so um, yeah, yeah, I, I, that, I, I did think of you on that because it's true. Like, I think people have the assumption that that's what men want to talk about, right? Just like they assume women want to talk about these other things, like kids. Yeah. I don't family, know, family, family, wedding, we, we, like no woman actually wants you to ask her about the next wedding date or when are they going to have kids or if they're going to have like no one. You know, one of my friends recently asked me because we we're talking about her kid and she just said, "Hey, like it came up in a way that was not actually like." When are you going to have kids? You know what I mean? It was like, have you guys thought about that? I don't know. I had, we haven't talked about it. And we had an honest conversation around it. But like, I, I definitely think that people have these like standard questions that they ask people at events. 
and none of them go deep at all. And it's right. so, and that's why no one wants to go to anything. Small talk. No one wants to have small talk. So what if, like one of my um, breathwork coaches, she sends out an email every week and it says, hey, so-and-so, how are you really? And I fucking love that. Because I, every time I read it, I'm like, how am I really? You know how what I mean? I really? No one's actually asked me that this week. <laughs> yeah. You know, people ask me, how are you? But they're expecting, I'm good. They're Because they're already on to the next sentence. They're not sure. listening. So like, I love that email so much because it lets me think, like, how am I really? So I don't know. I feel, I feel like um, whether it's men or women or even non-binary, I feel like we could all do a better job being it till we see it in the conversations that we want to have asking better questions that actually allow us to learn more about the people that we're having a conversation with you and I are in a mastermind and there was a couple girls that I've really never like I've I've talked to been in this group before but then we like actually asked different questions and I'm like oh my god how come we've not talked for the whole year we do the same thing we're going through the same thing well it's, it was definitely funny you know it's one of those where I don't know we I guess you find yourself in the same group or the same click or the same, you know, conversation over and over and over again. And this time it was it was happenstance. We were supposed to go to dinner with a group and then plans changed and we showed up at the restaurant and then surprise, a whole another group was already there. And yeah. We bumped into them inadvertently. Like who who knew? Oh, well, this is guys, this is so crazy. So we made a reservation for five. Yeah. And five people at six o'clock. And then like 20 minutes before we're supposed to have dinner three of the five people so we're two of them weren't going to come to that because one of them already been at the restaurant no big deal we didn't call to change the reservation we just showed up yeah we walk in there's three girls from our mastermind that we had not planned with they did not have a reservation we're like great you're having dinner with us yeah and we and we actually like you know of course we know them but like we haven't had a chance to hang with them to have like one-on-ones and all the things and that was lovely it was so lovely. And like, we'll have to figure out how to have some of them on the pod because yeah, we I, definitely went deeper than the. that's the thing that what gave us an opportunity to actually go deeper than the casual like, hey, cool. How's it going? What have you been up to? We next. Yeah. Well, we got down to like we knew each other's food allergies. So we're literally at sushi dinner. I'm like, you can have this. I can't have that. You can have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, was funny. Anyways, I just I love that their podcast and their relationship stemmed from this idea that they both had this problem and they realized that they weren't going through it alone. So they decided to go through it together and be the example of what they want to see in this world. I fucking love that. So what did you love that they said? Yeah, well, so. I thought there was something really interesting about the very, very beginning of the pod. They, uh, I can't remember which one actually mentioned the separation between, or the difference maybe, between depression and anxiety, which, I mean, obviously they're different, but what was, what was really like, wow, I never thought about it like that before for me was depression focuses on the past, anxiety focuses on the future. Yes. And it was very casual. Like he just kind of threw it in when they were talking about the two things, because one of them suffers from depression, the other suffers from anxiety. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, he's always living in the past and I'm always living in the future. And I was like, wow, I never thought about that before. <laughs> That's yeah. very interesting. That's why we've been given today as a gift. It's a present. <laughs> mm. Right. To be present. Like it's a gift. Yeah, there's that. I mean, I. Good luck with being present. But you. <laughs> I've definitely gone through uh, m like moments of depression, but I think for me, consistently through my life has been more anxiety. Yeah. You know, fear of the unknown, 
fear of failure, fear of the pressures of life that, you know, I have to meet these expectations or, you know, I don't know, pay the bills even something as uh, uh, mundane as that, you know, and it creates that anxiety where one of my dear friends has suffered from depression. And I've always, I've, I've actually, I've not been able to connect with that nearly as much because it's not something that I struggle with as much. However, listening to them just throw that one sentence is, was very revealing for me. Oh, wow. Depression, you're focused more on the past. Anxiety, you're focused more on the future. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think that's an interesting. I think some people know that without knowing that. And I think some people need to be reminded of that because it can be. It can be hard if you if you are more one than the other to relate to someone like you just mentioned, but also if you are with someone who focuses more on the past, asking them questions that just keep taking them in the past is not actually that helpful <laughs> versus like someone who focuses a lot on the future talking about their future. When's your wedding? Are you going to have kids? Right, are you gonna, when are you doing that? Like, oh, oh, this is you know very what? Very good, this, good so, observation. So this is really funny because I have some friends who always want to ask things about the future. And like, I love that because obviously, but until you see it, like, of course, I must be thinking about the future a lot. But if I live in the future. No, actually, be it till you see it is focusing on the present. Well, correct. No, yeah. that's the point. But like, you have to know who you want to be in the future to be present in the thing doing the be it. Right. Yes. Yes. So. Which I do. But when people like I have a couple of friends who are always asking about the future. When is this? When is this? And I'm like. Oh my God, I just like you have no idea. You just put me into a position of anxiety because I can lean sure. anxious more easily than I can lean depressed. I'm yes. not a depressed. I don't really. And that's like sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is there something? Should I think about the past a little bit more? But like, I don't. I like, you know, I've moved on, healed from it, dealt with it, decided how I feel about that. I'm good. And so I tend to shy away from people where the questions are all futuristic. How are you going to do that? When are you going to do that? What is this going to be? And I'm like, I'll, I actually can hear myself try to make the question shorter or change the subject because some of those questions can create anxiety and I'm at a party and now I'm anxious. <laughs> right. And I'm a high functioning introvert. So I'm already like, I want to see all of you. I need to go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great observation about the questions, you know, and I wonder like, um, I wonder, I wonder about the psychology behind that if it would make more sense to ask future questions to people who are suffering from depression as opposed to uh, maybe we'll past bring my, questions maybe bring my therapist and vice on. versa like asking past questions to people who are more prone to anxiety yeah so we should have a little like checklist like or a badge this is my name and i prefer questions about this <laughs> <You know, laughs> Like, you know, you have your pronouns and then you have like Eileen anxious, Eileen depressed. Right. <laughs> Please ask me only questions about that. <laughs> ask me about my future. It's <laughs> ask me about my past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's like I think about my Uber profile that I haven't filled out, but I want to go like, I don't want to talk to you. I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if you have to ask, ask me about my future. Yeah. No, not me, but yeah, yes. Yeah. So well, maybe we'll have maybe we'll have one of my therapists on. I don't like what my past therapist on to like see if we're on the right track here before you all. Interesting, interesting supposition. A, this is a hypothesis right now, everyone. Please don't go like performing an experiment and blaming us. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know that's really funny that you say that because one of the comments that uh, I want to say it was Zach had was 
My biggest fear is that I will give advice on our podcast that will actually hurt someone. Because <laughs> he's so like, like, it's so perfectly aligned with his anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, so, you know, the, the disclaimer that you just gave that made me laugh. Yeah. Well, I, I think I resonate with him a lot. <laughs> but I, it's true. I'm like, oh, please don't like, you know, go don't. Don't go jump off a cliff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, let's experiment first in a safe place. <laughs> so funny. All right, loves. It's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years, I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. Okay, now let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your conversation with Jeremy and Zach from the Fit Mess? So I'm going to hop in real quick. They each had one that uh, worth that they shared that was uh, really, really great. I thought this one was really reflective of my life, and it was question your own beliefs. And this is a tough one, I think, you know, especially if you were raised religious or had a very opinionated adult, you know, in your life, parent or teacher. And I know, for example, that had I met you prior to my first marriage, there's not a chance that we ever would have been together. Oh, for sure. Don't worry. Same, same. Yeah, because I had a very specific conceptualization of right, wrong, rules, life, this is how it should, should not be, all those things. And only reason that that changed uh, was because I had an incredibly traumatic event happen, my divorce, and it caused a massive uh, introspection, like reflection, internal reflection of like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? I 
I think I reviewed every fucking conversation that she and I had ever had, ever, you know, ever. And I analyzed it and thought about it and like looked to see what did I miss? How did I, how did I get to where I was? All this kind of thing. And there were so many instances of me deciding I wasn't happy with myself in the situations that she and I had gone through that forced me to look at me. And that was like a unique moment in my life. I don't know that I would have changed or reviewed or questioned my own beliefs had I not gone through this emotionally devastating event. Otherwise, I probably would have just, you know, kept on keeping on and I would have been the same person that I was. Uh, and my life wouldn't be anything like it is today. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I actually really loved when they said that because I think people say that, like, you should question, like, you know, because thoughts become facts and then facts become, you think something up, you believe it. And like, we think, we know on certain levels, we hear that and we go, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. But like, have you ever actually written down what you believe? And have you ever just like thought about like, do you know why you believe that? I'm not saying what you believe as you're listening is wrong or that should be like, like. I think that's key to clarify. Yeah, because I actually don't. I think a lot of people, most of their beliefs have good intentions. But I do think. Well, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know if they have intentions or not. Yeah, well, that's it's just their belief. Yeah. Why and, do you believe what you believe? And, and so not to like look at your beliefs and go, all these are wrong. These, your beliefs are not wrong inherently. But do you know why you believe them? And does that belief align with who you want to be in this world? And who you, who you want people to think you are in this world? And so I know. And, and past who, you know, it, it's also about yourself. Like, are you comfortable with those? And why, why, I think that the asking, why do you believe what you believe and, oh, and yeah. actually going back and like, do you believe what you believe because that's what you were told? Oh, I mean, you read like, in a book because of personal experience. I mean, there's like only oh, a few options of why you believe what you believe. Yeah. I mean, like, think about what you, about how you feel about money, your beliefs around that. Who told you that? Your beliefs yeah. around yourself. Who said that? Yeah. Um, your beliefs about other people and how, what their intentions are to other people. Yeah. Who told you that? Because when you are born, you don't have beliefs. Right. <laughs> you don't. You are, you know, you want to eat, sleep, and pee. Like, that's what, like, that's what your whole intentions are, <laughs> you know? And then they are passed along and, like, they're- They are learned from somewhere. They're learned. And I have to say, like, I- I don't know how some uh, some of the beliefs that my family had, I thought I didn't believe, but like my actions were otherwise, when, especially when it came around money. But certain beliefs that like I remember certain family members having around types of people and, and, ki and kinds of people and things like that, I, I really disagreed with. And I had to like ask myself, why was I in conflict with that and what is going on there? And like, how, how do I feel about that? And I think as we get as adults, especially as like every day, it feels like the world is burning down. It is challenging your beliefs. Yeah. Now, if your reaction is instant, like, uh, whatever, that's okay. If you have taken the time to ask yourself why you believe that way and why you're reacting that way in the moment. Yeah. And I, I think right now what we're, what I'm envisioning in my mind is, you know, 
very foundational beliefs like religion and you know society and otherizing people and all that yep however it can be it doesn't have to be quite as foundational as that um although this is foundational not to minimize it but i again i think it was zach's example was he was overweight as a kid and so he was always told you know you're not good enough you're the fat kid and now he's 43 and he's not you know overweight anymore but he still sees himself as that he's still in like that's a complicated that's it that that's a go, complicated belief because it's he's he's his thoughts his beliefs are because of what people told him and yeah, kept him yeah and and when he was talking about this he was saying you know why do i believe that you know and and, and like what like where did that come from and is that something that i should still be holding on to well and for the record overweight or not no one gets to tell you you're not good enough. You are good enough by being a fucking human being. Like yeah. it doesn't actually matter what the scale says. Like you are good enough. Yeah. And I think like. So it's interesting because, you know, I guess what I was saying was the people, you know, like the beliefs that I was challenging were beliefs that that I learned people were sowing into me with the intention of good. Whereas the beliefs that he was has has yeah. learned and embraced were sown into him with the intention of hurt and negative and bad. Either situation, you're still embracing beliefs, and why are you doing that? And should you be? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, this is, y'all. That's a t that's a heavy beat action item. We could have just stopped there, but we have one more. We do. <laughs> so, good luck with that one. I think it's important to do it around the holidays, specifically before you hang out with your family. Yeah. Because you're gonna hang out with your family, and you need to you need to be like really apparent, like you. Let me give you something really quick. You're going to have conflict with them, whether you say it out loud or in your head. If you are clear on why you believe what you believe, you will have less anxiety, depression, frustration, <laughs> like inner turmoil, because you will be found. You will be like, this is this is what I believe. And that's and they believe that. But like, I don't have to believe that. Right. You'll be secure in your beliefs. In at the early part of this year, there was a situation that happened. And I called my therapist and I was like, ah, this happened. I can't believe I did this. Da, 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 da. I thought I was over this. And she said, it's actually okay you got angry about that. What's not okay is that you got mad at yourself for being angry about that. Like, it's not okay that you judged yourself. Mm. That's where the work is. And so if you do this be it action item homework and you have a moment when a punch pillow at your parents' house at Christmas time, that is okay. Yeah. Don't get mad at yourself. Don't punch them. And don't get, and also don't, don't judge don't yourself. Don't them and don't judge yourself for getting angry. Yeah, it's because, okay to get angry. That's normal. That's life. That's humanity. You are, you're supposed to feel your feelings. Yeah. And it is part of the process. Just because you have done the work to figure out what your beliefs are. And then you go and put yourself in a situation where you're frustrated by other people's beliefs because you're like, how can they believe that I love this person and they believe something I don't believe? It is okay to be upset at that. It's not okay to get upset at yourself for being upset at that because you're a human being who is in process and you will eventually get to a place where like you can let that go because you know that you're doing the work in other places where it makes a difference. Yeah. Anyways, my favorite action item after that heavy one, which I don't think that was our intention, but it... <laughs> I'm just thinking about the person listening to this and I'm in the time of year that they're listening to this too. And it's like, oh, that's a lot, guys. Yeah. Um, good luck. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. Um, Jeremy said, when you want to see change in your life, 
It's more than just a desire. It is a decision. And so you have to see and believe that you are the person that can be and want to be that. So his example was he wanted to be a bike guy. So he didn't just think, I want to be a bike guy. Someday I'll be a bike guy and like look at bikers and go, I want to be a bike guy. I think there was like a cycle actually versus like a motorcycle, but yeah, bicycle. So instead of just like wanting to be a bike guy and someday being a bike guy, he like rode his bike to work. So guess what? He made the decision. I want to see this change. I want to be this person. I'm going to do this thing to do, to have that thing in my life. Yeah. And I took, took action on it, but also before even he took action on it, he was specifically, he was like, oh, it'd be cool if I was the bike guy. And then he's like, no, it needs to be more than that. It was, I am the bike guy. I am. I'm the guy. I'm the guy who gets up at five in the morning and gets that, that, you know, bike, you know, uniform on and rides, you know, 10 miles to get to wherever he was yeah. going. You know, I am that guy. And he, and he like, he, yeah. he made that decision before he even took that action. Which goes back to the question we answered today, which is like, if you are that person who has these goals achieved at the next year, then what, like, what does that person do? That person puts on that. I think it's like a singlet. That person, <sighs> you know, buys the shoes. That person like has the fancy backpack that has all the things in it like that. You make decisions based on that person and then you do the, then the actions follow and boom, you are that bike guy. Yeah. And so, um, I, I hope that like, especially now and as everything that's going on, if there are changes you want to make in your life, make the decision to have the change happen now and then allow yourself to take action based on as if that change has happened before you've seen the results of that change happening. And that's what makes the result. I think we're talking about New Year's resolutions right now. But no, yeah. we don't do resolutions. I'm aware, but we my do. point is the process of making change. Well, because we 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 are we be it till we see it. We take messy action, and we are uh, we are not making resolutions because who we want to be next year is just like getting like the up the new update on the iPhone. There's a new update. Okay. You know, download, implement, let's go. Like all of a sudden your phone has new things it can do because it's like, oh, like, like for example, what is ours? Like a 13 plus or whatever. So, but it has the operating system of something, something, point something. My phone doesn't go, I'm a 13 plus. It goes, no, I'm uh, operating with this system. Like it doesn't hold, it doesn't go, sorry guys, can't upgrade to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, uh, it just goes, now I have these capabilities, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so that's to me you're speaking my tech language here babe i thank goodness because i was really just like riffing that I, you know me i don't know anything about my tech but i have i wrote that blog years ago with claire solly my slingshot friend um and uh i wrote like your there's no such thing as like a new year no you it's just the upgraded mm. version of yourself based on the experiences that you have and the decisions that you've made yeah. the changes that you do to be the person you want to be Boom. I think you're awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. How are you going to use these in your life? What are you going to do? Which one are you going to take action on right now? Which one are you going to take action on in the future? We want to know. And so what you need to do is share this with a friend, tag the Be It Pod, and tag the Fit Mess so they can see what actions you're taking. And until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. 
One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. The Atelier Seat is a production of Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Mesh Herico, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can't. And to Angelina Herico for transcribing each episode so you can find it on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Hey loves, it's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I implanted. Plus they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi Active socks, and you can go to beitpod.com slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore a Tavi and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.